0: You are now listening to
1: the Dual Position Podcast.
0: The boys are back to talk all things Supercoach, all season long.
1: Please welcome your hosts, Whisper and Brew. The very last side. 16 teams over the space of a month and a bit all come down to the very last side. It'll be the least fun to talk about my Tigers, although... One and one in the preseason, we did get the, the job done over the Roosters, less said about that the better, because I don't want to put, uh, I don't want to hear reserve grade players or whatever, I'm just looking at the final score, and uh, the Tigers got the job done against the Roosters, so obviously we are grand final bound, as always, joined as always, yep, by Brew, how are we mate?
0: Yeah, going good mate, yeah. Um... You can you can have your trial win. I'll have a premiership. Thank you.
1: No, nah, we all know that, that that the premierships are won in February, mate. We all know that the Tigers beat Manly fifty-two to six or something last year, so we know how that panned out. As yeah, as I said, we're here to talk about the Tigers. Look, there's actually a, a couple of decent super coach options coming out of the Tigers, but I guess it comes down to how if Madge is going to stay in a job, how he's going to use the boys. I mean, the Tigers have a blessed draw to start the season. Didn't pan out too well for them last year. They did finish 14th uh, with a 3-9 and record at home, 5-7 and away from home for being 10th in attack. So pretty good when it comes to having the ball in hand and 15th in defence. That's where the issues arose for the Tigers. Could not stop leaking points, but there is plenty of attacking potential there. They've got the Storm at home in round one. Now Pappenhausen 50-50, Munster out, Grant out, um, Smith out. I'm missing someone else, uh, but yeah, look, there's, there's there's plenty of stars from Melbourne that aren't available around one, so who knows, the Tigers could, could show up there, play the Knights away from home, uh, that could be anything, the Warriors at home, the Titans away, the Sharks away, there's probably three winnable games there for the Tigers if they can play their best footy, but the question always comes to the Tigers, is can they play their best footy, like that's always been the inconsistency with us.
0: Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with that. I it's hard to know what to expect from the Tigers on on paper it's it's not a terrible side by any means and individually there's some players within this side who are very talented. It's going to come down to to their structures and and kind of how they gel as a side. They probably do get a benefit in the fact that they've played near full strength for two trials so they've been able to work on some things they were certainly better uh, last Friday night than they were in that first trial against Manly. There were some good things there. Um, I was a little bit concerned that they couldn't score points against a semi-okay Roosters side in the first half. It was when they took, took some of the guys off and they were facing the reserve graders that they did get their points. That That's a slight concern for me. Roosters opened them up early quite a few times. Um, so I don't really know which, which way... The opening five rounds for them is going to go, but but as we said, there is actually a few players in this side who are of interest, so we do have a little bit to discuss.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be the issue this year is is finding the try line. Um, had plenty of chances against the Chooks in the trial, and the Chooks opened opened them up basically with it with their first attack inside the twenty. So, if they can iron that out, then then who knows? I mean, they've got four four recruits this year: Jackson Hastings and Oliver Gilhart coming from Wigan, Tower and Peachy coming from the Gold Coast Titans, and Stafford Tower. Coming from the Knights, when it comes to the exiting sides, they've there's actually quite a few. I mean, Moses and by off to St George, Billy Walters off to the Broncos, Michael Cheekham off to the Rabbitohs, Joey LeLua off to Featherstone. Uh, shout out to Joey LeLua not knowing that he signed with a, a second tier side in the UK. That was a if you had to sum up Joey LeLua in one story, that was it. That he signed to go over the UK and then didn't realise that he signed for a, a tier two side. Uh, they also let go Reese Hoffman to the Bulldogs, Tom Amone and Zach Sini, James Roberts all released and Russell Packer. So it says James Roberts is released, but then I think he was offered a train and trial. So I think he was released and then offered a train and trial and then promoted back to the top 30. I don't know. As a Tigers fan, I can't even tell you what happened, but there was reports that he was released. But there was also reports that he was in the top 30. So I don't know what to make of that. And Russell Packer uh, has retired Looks like getting Isaiah Papali'i next year and Appy Chorus out and they are losing Lucian Lailua uh, at the end of, of this season. So I guess one big out next year and, and two decent ins. But when it comes to the, the 2022 ins and outs, I mean, I don't mind Peachy. He will probably start. Oliver, Oliver Guildhart will start. Jackson Hastings will start. And Stafford Tull is probably a depth signing. Uh, I really like the look of Jackson Hastings and we'll touch on him when we come to our best 17s. But I really like the look of Jackson Hastings uh, in the trial against the Roosters. I feel like he led the side very well with Luke Brooks off the field.
0: A positive science for Hastings. We, we need to remember that these games are also being played in, you know, weather that we don't often see in a regular season, weather like this. And every trial pretty much for the last two weeks has been played under, you know, ridiculously wet conditions. So that does bring football down a notch, I guess the skill level, you know, we can't have as much razzle dazzle and you get simple errors and whatnot. So that plays a part and, you know, Hastings on a dry track when, when we get over this goddamn weather and shout out to the people in Brisbane. I hope you're all right up there. Um, I, I was quite impressed with him. I, I thought he was really good and I thought the Tigers looked like a better side with Luke Brooks off the field.
1: It's always been the case, but, like, who do you play at seven? I mean, do you do you hand the reins to, to Jock Madden if they do want to go away from Brooksy? But, look, Brooks will be there round one. We know that. Um, but it's a case of, like, what kind of role Jackson Hastings is going to have in this side. I think that's that's the most important thing. Uh, the losses, mate, not really too fast on, on any of them, really. I mean, my, Moses, Moses if he was signed on a on a good contract, on a favourable contract. He's a, he's a handy 14, uh, but just on way too much money at the Tigers. Billy Walters... Was stuck behind Harry Grant. He was stuck behind uh, Luke Brooks, and then he was stuck behind Jacob Little last year. So probably never really a spot for Billy, even though I, I really liked what I saw from him at the Tigers. Uh, Michael Cheekham, Joey Leilua. Michael Cheekham had his flashes of brilliance, uh, but never really put it together. And Joey Leilua is Joey Leilua. Not much more to be said there. So the, I definitely think the the ins outweigh the outs. Um, no two ways about that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Leilua was. Bit of a head case. He has good moments, but ultimately he has moments where he hogs the ball and costs Canberra a grand final potentially in the dying seconds. That's, that's Leilua, so I, I wouldn't miss him. Cheek him, like you said. He, he had like a, a month of relevancy a couple of years ago in super coach terms, and outside of that, I don't care much for the rest.
1: Uh, Where do you have them finishing this year? Because it's hard for me to pick them. At the moment, I've got them 15th, but when I read you my letter just before the season, I'm probably going to have them in 16th.
0: Yeah, I think I had them in fourteenth, but I would probably change. I did have them in fourteenth, but to be honest, I had the Dragons in fifteenth, and they don't look like a fifteenth place side after their trials. And the Cowboys actually, again, they look more like you know a side that might finish twelve to fourteen than a side that's going to finish 16th. So I probably would have the Tigers
1: coming last at the moment. As do I, yeah, un- unfortunately. Um, let's touch on on their best 17. Uh, at fullback, I've got Dane Laurie, no doubt about that. He was a real revelation coming out from Penrith. Uh, plenty of raps on him, but just well, obviously wasn't going to get a crack at Melbourne. And he kind of hit the ground running from day one at the Tigers and, and was really impressed with him uh, and, and what he can provide to, to the Tigers. Super coach-wise, uh, he's lost his centre wing tag, which made it very viable to have him last year. Obviously, a cheapie playing fullback available at centre wing, perfectly ideal. Uh, but he, he does he does lose that centre wing tag this year and it just makes him an absolute no-go. for Fullback in a, a bottom four side, you can't go near.
0: Yeah, we've already discussed fullback heavily and anyone that's not within a handful of names isn't really an option. So given that he's lost that very handy duel, he was a very good player to own last year. He. He quite often did a job for us, and and he made a lot of cash. So, last year was was Dane's year, but this year, unfortunately, not an option for me. But a good player, I will say that in terms of general NRL, very good player. Uh, I think he does have a big future.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, what about the wingers? We've got Ken Marlowe on one wing and David Northlumer on the other. Ken Marmalor probably seen better days. His best Super Coach days are behind him at the at the Warriors. And look. David Norfaluma, his best Supercoach days are probably behind him as well, but we're getting him at a, at, a, at a decent price. We know what he can do on on the bigger stage when it comes to Supercoach, but it's going to be a case of how he links up with his halves partners. I feel like his base isn't enough to warrant him being an elite guy, and in a poor side, he's going to have to be the primary option, fed a lot of balls to be, to be relevant.
0: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Fergo a few years ago, how he was one of the top guys. And then over the last few seasons, he's just died off that little bit in relevancy. The hit-ups have dropped a little bit and the attacking stats have dropped off a little bit. So Nofo's not someone that is personally on my radar. Uh, Kim Amalo, not a super coach option, but I, I wouldn't say he's, he's passed that He's certainly still a good good finisher and he'll add a bit to the Tigers. Uh, I'm sure he'll score a few tries as well on that on that edge.
1: Yeah, he did a job last year for the Tigers, did a job for draft owners as well. I think he was averaging 50, 55, which in you know, a draft sense is pretty handy. Uh, but for Classic, yeah, I wouldn't be going near him. Uh, the centres are an interesting one because there's a spot vacant and who fills it. And unfortunately, I think James Roberts w- will be favoured come round one. Um, seems to be he's being favoured in the trials. And the other one will be the new recruit, Oliver Guildhart, uh, in the centres. 280K, w- have we seen enough of him from the trials to put the red line through
0: I didn't think he was too bad on the weekend. I think in, I think he has to learn the NRL style a little bit more. He seemed to play a little bit more of the English Super League style. He got caught out a few times defensively as a result. He he was good in attack. He, he certainly challenged the line on a few occasions. Um, I saw in the first half he nearly scored a couple of times, but I think it was Momorovsky. Um, just did a number on him, just kept making fantastic tackles. So I don't hate anyone that's going to pick Guild up by any means. He's not currently in my side simply because I feel like I can fill my back line with guys who are cheap from top sides. And I'll always take that over guys in the bottom sides, obviously top sides score more points. Therefore they'll get more opportunities, which means they're selling. So naturally higher in terms of NRL, hundred percent. He'll be the three, um, I don't think he'll disappoint, but I don't think he'll be a superstar in the NRL. The other one is quite interesting because on on paper, I had Stafford tower when all the injuries occurred and we lost Kapoa and whatnot. I thought for sure it would have been Stafford tower but it doesn't look to be the case, as you said. Jimmy the Jet was very much favoured in the trials, and he, he didn't look too bad in the trials, but it's really hard with Jimmy the Jet to know what kind of jet you're going to get—the yeah. broken down one or the the one that's flying? So, I think he'll get the spot. I think they'll give him that opportunity. And cross your fingers if you pick him and see which jet you get. He
1: tickled my interest because he played well at the trial. I think he's like mid two hundred k's. I'm probably I'm not going to get sucked in, but he he didn't look that bad. I mean, he threatened he threatened the attacking side uh, quite a few times. He looked big. He looked lean. Like he looked he looked muscular. He looked lean. He looked quick. It looked like he was he was challenging the line quite well, and that's we know that Jimmy can do that on his day, and and if he can play like that all season long, there's definitely value at 260k or whatever he is, but we don't know if we're going to get that week in week out.
0: I'm quite positive on Friday night in the group chat. You said that you were picking Jimmy the Jet 100 <laughs> percent locked in.
1: Lock so in. I might hold you to that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so Jimmy the Jet Guildhart. Hey, I think Guildhart. I'm not comparing him to this player, but. The way he played in the trial reminded me sim- very similar to how uh, Matt Burton played in the centres. Bit of ball playing, takes a line on, tries to bend it a little bit. Obviously, not nowhere near as polished as what Burton was at the Panthers, but he had some similar qualities. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a fair bit of uh, Guild Heart's attacking stats come from try assists and, and line break assists.
0: Oh yeah, like like I said, I, I can see that he's going to have good moments, and I'm sure he'll make cash. It's just whether or not the Tigers can get a roll on, and he can cash in on that. So if they do with the the favorable draw, he could be one of those guys where you make 300k. You know, it's not out of the world with the way that we've seen scoring happen, but I think he'll probably get up to say 400ish. Yeah, uh, I, I think be four, going.
1: I think Foursy's max you know, thereabouts.
0: But I, uh, one, 100 to 150k I'm, I'm positive he'll make that so that does make him you know a positive at the moment there's just so many cheapies that I can't find a space for him
1: but if he makes 100 to 120k awesome but the question is how long is it going to take him to make that like if he could if he could make that in the first six weeks that's sick that's awesome but if it's going to take him until origin to make that that's when it becomes an issue and he comes a slow burn and for what well, is an extra thirteen k more? I'd rather have Sean Russell from the, from the Eels on the strike side on the wing. So I think that goes hand in hand with your point about having cheapies from better sides compared to these guys from the bottom four sides.
0: Yeah, and that's the op, that is the direction I've gone. I've got both the Parramatta cheapies mm-hmm. down in my centers. Obviously, there's three Broncos. I think you can pick or two Cobo and Pereira if you're going cheap. So that's already four of my center spots locked up just just from those two clubs. You chuck in Tago if you've got him in the centres and, you know, smoky options like Cobo, Suwali. We're just kind of blessed at the moment with who we can pick this season. So that's why I'm finding it quite hard to find space for Gildart.
1: And the Jet. Don't forget the Jet, mate. you gotta, You got to include him. <laughs> hey, so we've had the same team uh, from one to five. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same six and seven. Jackson Hastings, Luke Brooks. Jackson Hastings hasn't signed to sit on the bench. Um, Mike McGuire has come out and said that he will start six round one no surprises there but I think the interesting thing was that he didn't goal kick in the trial now people can say oh but he's carrying a foot injury but that foot injury magically healed when Luke Brooks came off the field which leads me to believe that the Hastings is the second string kicker in this side
0: yeah I believe so it might just be a case that they don't want to put too much pressure on him coming back to the NRL and in a new club and you know, Brooks should be okay with the pressure, being one of the club captains, mind you. That means that there's another yeah, one of the, four guys that could go kick five, as well, yeah, if exactly. that's the case. Um, but, yeah, Hastings I was very impressed with. Uh, I was sitting there going, hmm, maybe do I get on Hastings because he's not someone that's really been in my side at any point in time during the preseason. I'm still contemplating it. He's still not in my side. But I, when Adam he comes back, I sit there and go, geez, like, do you put Dwayne in the six and Hastings in the seven? Is that the way that you look and go? Is that our combo next season? And piss Luke Brooks off after all this time? Because unless he really steps up and shows something, I'm not not a supporter at all. I've seen a lot of media online about, oh, how how much of an option is Brook because he's going to run, he's going to kick, and the Tigers have this draw, and... 100% all those things sound wonderful, but it doesn't result to anything. And it's not bringing the Tigers any form of success. And I just think personally that it's time to cut ties and move on.
1: Yeah, I think it's in a different direction. I think it's best for the Tigers and best for Luke Brooks. I think Luke Brooks is a good footy player and he could probably play his best footy if he's not the main guy. Uh, If he was playing off the back of someone, he could be, he could be good. Um, he, He was running in the trial. He did look good with the ball in hand. He was running, taking on the line. But it didn't really amount to anything. That's the problem. Like you can you can bend the line all you want, but if it's not creating any any chances, then then what's the point? With with Adam Dewey, I've got him as a trap because I just think he goes and plays centre. Madge did that last year and, and put him at centre. So that's why I've, I can't spend six hundred and seventy five k on a centre uh, in a poor side, even though he is goal kicking. When it comes to to, to Hastings, he was passing the eye test in the first 20, 30 minutes. But it wasn't really amounting. Much. It wasn't really amounting to anything, super coach wise. And then it, it was only when Luke Brooks went off that Hastings took over, and he had that try. assist he was kicking fantastically. He just looked much more comfortable controlling a side. Be, I, d- I probably can't pick him unless Luke Brooks wasn't there, and we know that Luke Brooks is going to be there. And three fifty, I just wanted to see more with him in, in a combination. I think that combination will develop over the, over the year. It was probably their fir- it was their first competitive hit out together, so it's hard to really put a lot of stock into that. But three hundred and fifty k is kind of awkward when we haven't seen enough of them. When 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 you and I were talking him up early in the preseason, I think we wanted to see him and Brooks play that first trial and the second trial as well to give us more of an indication. Um, but the Tigers draw is, is good enough to warrant they only play one top eight side from or one top four side from last year in the Storm, and that's a very very depleted Storm side. So. I'm not going to talk you off going Hastings, but I I much rather would have seen him be first-choice goal kicker, and that probably would have made my mind up there. Even though the Tigers won't score a huge amount of points, it's another four to eight points a game, which could have jumped you from a 45 average to a 52, 53, which uh, is is a fair bit of coin to make there. So him not being first-choice goal kicker does sour him a little bit for me.
0: Yeah, I, I can't disagree with it. I, I can't understand really why he's not the goal kicker. Maybe in time he does get the kicking. I would like to see him play with more control. Little, even if they, you know, take a page out of South Sydney's book and Brooks can do all the controlling kicking and and he should be setting the sides structurally. And then you've got guys like Peachy, for example, he's a ball playing lock. You can use him as a floating 5'8", get, get um, Hastings out in some space. If they can work on their structures, they, they there's a lot of development there that could be had for the Tigers. It's just, I don't know if I have faith in the coaching staff um, to get them in the direction that they need to be going.
1: Yeah, no, nor, nor do I, and that's the problem. Um, I don't have faith as to who they pick up front either. I mean, Stefano will lock down one front row spot, uh, but then there's a couple options for the other. You've got James Tarmel, you've got... Uh, someone like Thomas McHaley, you've got Joe Offerhand Gowie, you've got Alex Twal. I think they just go with Tamil. That's what they've shown in the Look, trial. And that's the unfortunate thing.
0: I, I agree. And I have picked Tamar and Utakamano as my props. But personally, I probably would have started with 12, yeah. Um, and got him to develop more into a prop than a lock. Now that you've got Tyrone, obviously, later in the game, second spell, for example, Twal could come and fill in and play some lock if need be. He still knows how to do it. He's big enough to play both. I just feel like, you know, Joe O, Tamal, they're, they're good bench pieces. They're good experienced heads to come on, um, you know, to, to give you a bit of stability, you know, going in before halftime when teams like to both you know, those, open other sides both up. Both those guys have played Origin as well.
1: Like, uh, Joe O's played for Queensland and James Harmon, obviously about 40 years ago, played for New South Wales. But they they were good enough to represent at the representative level, but it's probably just past them now, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, Taumau was a world-class player. When he was playing for the Cowboys, he was fantastic. Jowo, maybe he'd never really reached the heights that we thought he would, but when he was at the Broncos, he was a solid player. He was playing Origin, So there's talent there. Absolutely.
1: Let's talk Stefano because... He's probably the the most talked about tiger all preseason. First trial stunk it up. Did not play well. Had the red line straight through him. I think we all will admit that he didn't play well. Second trial, he looked okay, but I went back and looked at the scores and he only scored a 51. Now, I would have thought it would have been more looking at all the work that he did. I without the tries, that's I think that's about where he's at. And we know last year he went on a bit of a run. He had those three tries in the space of six weeks, and it bumped his average up to about 65. I think this is what Stefano is going to be for the first half of the year, 50 to 55 point kind of guy. And, yeah, we said on the trial preview, the trial review last week that I've gone cold on him. Where are you sitting? Because I know that you still had faith um, coming out of this second trial.
0: Yeah, I had faith last week. I said, wait and see. Um that he'll get better week to week. And, and I thought he was better last week, you know, and, and I, I know I said a lot in the uh, previews for positions that he is the type of guy that that can get attacking stats. And he did score a lot of tries last year. So I do expect there to be more tries this year. So for him to get a try in a trial, uh, get a try assist in a trial, it shows that there's great creativity there the base will increase you know it's a wet game they do hold back a little bit in certain instances they they don't want to risk getting injured in a trial it's a little bit different come season, you know, round one, he might only score 55, sure, or 50 or 55 points in round one. But by the time that fitness is up and they they start pushing into round four to six where they've got a lot of matches under their belt, that average kicks up. And then normally around that point is where you find that consistency. So if he starts in the 50 or 55 range, I'm not too stressed if he's a guy that I think I'm going to own season long. And I still think he can push the 60 to 65 mark in terms of his average for the season. So I personally, I'm still on. Um, I'm looking at options still. There's obviously, Manly has quite a few injuries and there's a few injuries that have popped up in the trials. So we'll have to see if maybe some opportunities present themselves. But I still like Stefano and he's currently in my front row.
1: Yeah, he won't be a my side come team reveal, but I, I can definitely see why you're making a case for him. Um, something to worth note as well, James Tamou. I didn't catch how long he's suspended for after that hit on Samuel. On so one week. So that shouldn't change too much. Um, another one that's got some question marks over him is Jacob Little. Now he left the game a little bit ginger. There's reports so that he could be out. I'm going to name him to start. I'm not going to carry Utility 14, um, but I'm going to interchange him with uh, probably Jake Simpkin if he isn't fit come round one.
0: I've got both in my squad. So either either for me, doesn't really matter if Little's out. I'd probably just play Simkin for the 80 minutes.
1: Yeah, uh, I've got a couple of questions, Ray Simpkin, about is he a guy we should be looking at? And in my mind, absolutely not. Even when Jake Little was dropped last year, Simpkin came in and Madge didn't have a whole lot of faith in him. Um, so I wouldn't be going near Simpkin. I'd probably just go Randall and a gun if Pakes isn't named. Uh, I feel like we're playing with fire there when it comes to picking Simpkin.
0: In terms of player quality, Simpkin is a very good player. And for me, he is the better hooker out of these two guys that we're talking about. Unfortunately, Coach doesn't agree. He likes to play a little bit of roulette with his hookers. Um, Little's obviously favoured, so no, I wouldn't be touching Simpkin. It carries extreme risks to go Simkin.
1: If we didn't sign Appy next year, I'd also make a note to look out for R- Rua Naga T- Tora. I probably have butchered that, and I apologize. Uh, but he come on as well, played a little bit of hooker in the trial. He looked really good as well. So maybe someone to, to keep an eye on in Reggie's if you like to watch New South Wales Cup. Uh, in the back row, one of them was sensational in the trial, and that is Lucian Lelua. He was an absolute machine at, I think he's 500, and I've got it written down here. He's mid-five, so yeah, it's 539k. He looks really good. And is there a world where we start with Luciano ultimate pod at 540 K or we just worried about a trial performance and, and not taking too much stock into it?
0: I was trying to add him to my side earlier and I'm $2,700 short. So that's
1: an, so that, that that's a yes then I'm assuming from you when it comes to, 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 to Luciano. Oh yeah.
0: Because the thing for me was the Tigers, the Tigers haven't looked great to be honest with you. They, they were a shit house in that first trial. Make no bones about it they were bad and I didn't think they were flash in the first half against the Roosters and result sides. you know they played a little bit better in the second but through both of those games he was brilliant he was their best player on the park in both trials in my opinion he just looks damaging like really damaging he reminds me a little bit of the way Papali'i was at times during last year when he was going through this incredible period every time he gets the ball it looks like he makes 15 tackle busts and he's going to create something and that's that's what Luciano is looking like through these first two trials. So with their draw, I really feel like there is, there is an option there that he's gonna average well because of the base plus attack, but then have this upside of his ability to score tries, which we saw last season. I'm I'm quite okay with the move. It's something that I am looking at myself. I I'll be honest with you, a guy that I was looking at was Corey Harawera, Naira, but he he really passed the eye test in the Canberra game on the weekend and we'll go through this more tomorrow, but his his score was terrible. So I need to go back and rewatch the game and stuff like that to see who I think is going to be a better option. Cause I do want to pot in my second row.
1: Yeah. So do I, uh, with Maddo sort of not doing it for me in the last couple of games, I'm looking in that sort of mid five hundreds area and, and Luciano could be the guy he's a, and I don't think he's that big of a gamble either, because I don't think he's going to let you down either. Like, he might not make a whole lot of cash and he might not come out and, and deliver on these first five rounds, but he's not going to hurt you either. I think you're picking him with all the upside in the world and not much downside. Like, he's not a guy that's going to go off for 20. I feel like Luciano, he's just too good to not be involved in this Tiger side and they're going to look to him a lot in attack.
0: I agree. Like, your two Yutupinuas and, and these guys that we're looking at in, in the mid-fours, they can get a 20. And they might also be able to get high scores, but they can get a 20. I, I don't think Leilu is going to get a 20. I think he's on a bad day going to get you a 45 at absolute worst, but probably still get 50. Now Luch, so there's Luch, huge upside there.
1: Luch scored 104 points in that trial with a try, but the trial was off a kick. So that's no line break attached there. So take off 17 points out of that 104. And he still scored, what's that, 87 points? And he looked all, all 100% of the 87 points. Like, if, if you didn't look at the scores at the end of the game, you'd look at him and be like, yeah, he scored well. And he did. So it correlated. And, yeah, uber pod for Luciano. Um, I can't remember who it was. So if you're listening, apologies if I don't remember your name. But someone messaged me about four weeks ago, Bruin, said, hey, I'm looking at Luciano Lua. Uh, at the moment, he's only owned by 1.9% of people. Uh, could he be a sneaky pod? And as, as a Tigers fan, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love, I'd love for that narrative to, to play out. And Luciano be fantastic. But after seeing him against the... And it wasn't... He didn't just bully in the second half either. Like, he bullied the Roosters first grade forwards as well. So he did it both sides of each half. And, yeah, I was very, very impressed with him uh, when it comes to his Supercoach game and his NRL game. Uh, it looks like he's still switched on, even though he's off to, to the to the Cowboys next year. It looks like he's just putting in, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do. And, yeah, I could actually start with him, to be honest.
0: Yeah, he's becoming a pack leader. And considering they've already got so many leaders... That's uh, quite ironic, but I really like the pick. I think he'll still be a pod to start the season. There's definitely some interest in him. Uh, if you're on the socials, there are people talking about Leilua. I don't think there'll be enough of a movement. You know, a lot of people talk guys up but don't actually end up pulling the trigger and jumping on. So I think you'll get a guy that's probably sub-5% owned and, and that's a definite pod territory and I'm keen.
1: I'm definitely also keen. I'm also keen on Kelma Tuolagi. Now, I've got him as my back roller. I know that Luke Garner's injured, but I feel like he's shown enough in the two trials to win that spot. Um, Luke Garner seems to be the kind of guy that they just default to when there's no one else there available but they've got this like young start and he's off to Manly next year but Madge's job is under pressure and I think he's just going to play the side that's going to try and get in the results and I think Tualagi offers way more than what Garner can I think he's more quick he's more explosive got a better play the ball and can offer more in attack as well
0: I agree, but Luke Garner's a little bit like that annoying Sean Lane. He just always ends up in the side somehow. So I don't know if full strength to a Luggie gets a spot, which is a worry for me.
1: Yeah, I'm he's someone that I'm not picking unless he starts. And I see Luke Garner on the bench. If come teamless Tuesday, Luke Garner isn't named and to a luggy is, I'm still put off. And that sounds really weird, but I'd much rather see Luke Garner named on the bench than not named at all. And that does sound silly, but it shows you that Luke Garner's fit and available to be selected and it looks a like is, is selected over him. It's not always
0: the worst thing either to not pick a guy and have a solid downgrade option. If you are taking some risks in the forward. So like if, for example, if we went Lucy and it, it backfires and he does walk out and get 35, 35, 40 over the first few weeks, and then to a there and he hasn't had a price rise yet and he's killing it. You you make 300 K off the move and you get a guy that's also going to make money. So it's more like a it's almost like a win win outside of losing the trade. So or if you that pick, can be a good option.
1: If you pick a Kobe Hetherington or a Ruben Cotter uh, at a more expensive price and that and they don't work out too well, then you've also always got a good downgrade there in Tuolungi. Um yep. even if even if it is just some bench points or even like a Giant Monracia from from the Knights. So there's there's always some good downgrade options. I always recommend going more expensive. I've said that basically the whole entire preseason. Go more expensive and then you can always downgrade later on. Um, but by the sounds of it, mate, you have Luke Garner starting your fit.
0: I do, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's fine. Uh, And at 13, I've got Tyron Peachy. You could make a case for Alex Twile and have Peachy come off at the the 14, um, which I wouldn't mind. If you want to bring Peachy on as an impact guy, cool. Uh, I just feel like he's a guy that could play 13, come off, and then maybe cover through hooker if need be as that 14 after his first stint.
0: I think they brought Peachy to the club to play 13. They've also made him club captain. I think Peachy's going to be the lock and actually given an opportunity to be a lock and not a utility.
1: Yeah. On the bench, I've just gone pretty middle-heavy. I've gone with Joe Offerhang-Giawe. I've gone with Alex Twal. I've gone with Thomas Mankaley, and I've gone with Luke Garner as that um, sort of edge cover. Uh, I've got no backup hooker. Uh,
0: I've got the same bench, but I do have the backup hooker and I don't have uh Tuolungi, I guess, is the guy that's missing from my side because I have Ghana starting. Yep. So yeah, pretty much the otherwise the benches are exactly the same. Mikaeli Twelve, Joe it kind of speaks for itself, I think.
1: Yeah. I um, will shout
0: out that I think Tuki Sympion's is very, very close to making this side though.
1: Oh, if he doesn't uh go to the big house, then yeah, he's he's definitely in there. I think he's got some legal troubles right now, so Hopefully you can get to that as a Tigers fan, but yeah, I rate Tukey Simpkins very, very highly. Um, there's a couple of guys that I've highlighted that we'll, we'll touch on. I mean, Luciano, we spoke about him at length. Um, Stefano, we spoke yeah. about him at length. Jackson Hastings, we spoke about him at length. Guildhart and Tuolagi, we've also covered covered base on, but the man at the top of the list, I do want to touch on Adam Dewey uh, because I feel like he is the, the asset with the highest potential in this Tigers side. The problem is he came off such a good year last year, like a star-studded year. And he's 675k. He'll be coming off the back of yet another ACL. And there's big, big question marks over his position. Where does he fit in this Tiger side? Because if Brooks and, and Hastings are playing okay, Madge showed that they can slot in at center. And I'm sure Madge would prefer Dewey, Hastings and Brooks over someone like a Tommy Talau, Dewey and Hastings combo. So I feel like he's just going to put the best player in the side, regardless of the fit. And he showed last year that he put him at centre and it worked okay. And I worry for Supercoach that he does it again.
0: I'm quite positive he'll play centre. He'll boot Jimmy the Jet out of the side and he'll go play on the four mm. on Marlo- on um, Nothaloma's side.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I also agree with that, unfortunately. So that kind of kills him for Supercoach. And that makes him brew my biggest trap uh, coming into this season. Obviously not around one selection, but even when he's back, I feel like people will jump on and, and may may have a little bit of a sour taste left in their mouth.
0: I'll just wait till he drops some catch, and then I'll jump on. He's an he's an outstanding talent. He can score tons in the centres. There's no problems
1: about that. Are you worried about what the, they do you with him long term? Worry about the ACL.
0: Uh, I try not to worry too much about those things. You know, modern medicine. They have rehab. They have specialised. You know trainers and physios and all this stuff. So I try not to worry too much about the injuries. They Everyone gets injured at some point in time in their career. I just back that they've they've done the yards to, to strengthen the leg or the muscle, the joint, to be ready to come back on the field. Obviously, it's I'm not going to grab him the minute he's on t- TLT team sheet. You know, if he was 400K, I would. Yeah. Um, but 675, that's that's a lot of money. So I'll be waiting. I'll be having a look. I'll be hoping that he gets a really big BE, drop some cash, and then, maybe try and get him in there for the run home and see if he can become a viable play by then,
1: yeah, I think the Tigers have a fantastic sort of round eighteen to twenty five uh which is prime time for Supercoach finals. so if he's if he's dropped two or three hundred k um coming back off an ACL and then playing in the centers, we could definitely pick him up and be a viable option and mate, mm-hmm. believe, believe it or not, this has been our quickest podcast of all the team all the team previews and and that wasn't surprising to me because this tiger side does not excite me more whatsoever.
0: Yeah. And so much we've already kind of discussed over the last, God, how long's it been now? Four Two, months. Or three months yeah, as well. So many of these players we've already discussed and we've seen so much. So it doesn't surprise me that it's a bit short. I am looking forward to talking about the rounds trials. Uh, it's currently Monday afternoon. So one got cancelled. The other is yet to be determined. It may also be cancelled tonight, but I don't think so. And there was a lot of good footy on the weekend and a, a lot of stuff to talk about. So,
1: some pretty, tomorrow we'll be back. Um, some pretty good ideas as well we've got coming up as well. Like, obviously, we're heading into the season, uh, what is it, next week or the week after? Um, week after, yeah. Week after. So, we've, we've got two more weeks and Brew and I have got some pretty interesting concepts. I think they will also help you guys out heading into the season. So, uh, as always, we'll do our predictions. Um, we've got a lot of awards coming up and, and how we think the season will play out. Uh, but one idea that I'm, I'm pretty keen on uh, when it comes to, to building our squads and, and getting ahead of the competition um, moving forward. But that's going to wrap it up for the Tigers preview. Uh, my side, we left it to the end for for very good reason. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow with the trial recap. I've got to go watch a couple of halves of footy that I missed over the weekend, but so keen to have footy back. My side, mate, has, ne- has never looked more insecure than what it does now. I'm chopping and changing all the time, and I think I'll be doing that up until Teamless Tuesday.
0: Tis the season, mate. Tis the season. Tis the season. Go good.
1: All right, guys. Hopefully you had a good one. Enjoy the Tigers preview. Hopefully you've enjoyed all 16 sides that we have previewed. Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to, to listen back to these come September and see how some sides fared out that we didn't uh, when the Titans win the comp and Brews absolutely crapped on them. And uh, when Sean Lane wins 2RF of the year, uh, we'll look back on this one. Mate, as always, I very much thank you for, for joining me. And we'll, be, we'll be back tomorrow. As always, bye for now.
0: See you guys. See you tomorrow.